uh, Steve Stebbing. And what the hell should we watch this weekend? Now, there's something going on over our Zoom call, because we're all on a Zoom call, because we're all in different cities. And mm-hmm. um, there is a bromance of brewing here. So I'm just going to let Matt MacArthur and Steve Stebbing just, like, hug it out for a second before we get into the piece so you guys can do your thing. There, go. Hey, Steve, good to oh. see you, man. It's good to see you, too, man. Uh, I mean, long memories, for sure. Uh, I love this dude. <laughs> like this is this is this is one of one of the main producers from from like origin days and stuff. So like yeah. um, uh, it, it's just it was just really cool to see your face when I popped on here. It was like it was just like, hey, there's Matt. Like I missed that dude. Special surprise at the end of a long week, I guess. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, you guys. It's it's the, the long hair beardo club here mm-hmm. yeah. on the shift. Um, Steve Stebbing here to help us with what the hell should we yes. watch this weekend? I just got an email from Netflix telling me that um, there's trouble with my payment, which there is because I canceled my. It was free with my old TV service, but not with my new TV service. So I was hoping they were going to carry it over for the rest of the month, just oh. in case. Turns out they figured that out right away. <laughs> no, you played chicken with them. I did. I lost. <laughs> But my TV is way cheaper now, so in general, so this is a good a good deal. All right, um, let's get started with some new releases. SteveStebbing.ca is the website for the blog, too. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Black Widow. We have to go back to where it all started. Where did you think I was all this time? We have unfinished business. My girls girls in the world. I'm sorry. We had our orders and we played our roles. It wasn't real. It was real to me. To me, you were everything. To me, Steve, you're everything. Oh, um, so sweet to tell say. Tell us about... Yeah, Black Widow, Marvel, we're getting back into the comic books. Absolutely. I mean, I was supposed to have seen this movie uh, a year and two months ago because it was supposed to be out at the beginning of May last year. Uh, And, of course, got delayed. Finally get to see it. And I was so satisfied with this movie. Um, This one, this has kind of been a long time in the making uh, of getting a Black Widow movie. And it's kind of weird that we get a a movie after, uh, I mean, that she died in Endgame. So, like, the character is basically done. Uh, But this is a a story that takes place between Civil War and Infinity War and um, really kind of ties up the the Natasha Romanoff story that we kind of got a glimpse of uh, in Avengers where she tells uh, where her and Hawkeye kind of address that they have, quote-unquote, read in their ledger. They have um, things in their past that they want to make up for, that they want redemption for. And that's exactly what this movie is. This movie is her um, taking control of her past so she can move uh, forward and become the hero that she is in those last two Avengers movies. Uh, but the casting rules in this, I mean, besides ScarJo, you have Florence Pugh, who is awesome, David Harbour, who is amazing, Rachel Weisz, uh, Ray Winstone, uh, a couple surprises along the way that were really cool. And I, I really dug this movie, and I love in that trailer the variant of the Avengers theme song. I really dig that. Uh, I will repeat one more really important thing there. You don't have to be 
a Marvel fan at all, Scarlett Johansson is worth watching the movie for. <laughs> yes, and it's very espionage like. Like it's very kind of uh spy action in in a lot of ways. Um now you know movies and music is more my jam, so I don't know if you know the really terrible song Black Widow by Iggy Azalea, but I thought I would just humor <laughs> you do. for a second. Um it was really bad. Although it's a good movie theme song, really, when you think about it. <laughs> uh, give me Mo Bounce or nothing. Yeah, Mo, that was good, eh? All right. Um, <laughs> what were we doing? Oh, movies. Sorry, I was going to do some searching on some YouTube music videos there for a second. Uh, Steve Stebbing, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Like blood. Do you have a better idea? Maybe. Who are you? Nick Good. Bad things always happen to shady siders. You feel it, don't you? There's something holding us down. Who's seen us? Run. One way or another, you're gonna die tonight. Ooh, look at that little toss of I will survive at the end. All right, well, tell us about the scary show. Yeah, well, basically, this is uh, week two of the uh, Fear Street trilogy that's rolling out on Netflix. Uh, the first movie is very much like an homage to those 90s slasher films like Scream. I still know what you did last summer, all those ones. This one takes it back to like uh, the Friday 13th era, the sleepaway camp era uh, for like a good old fashioned slasher movie uh, that continues the story of uh, of of this town that is just filled with this insidious evil that makes their townspeople kind of snap and become these unstoppable killers. And uh, this is all gearing up for uh, Fear Street Part 3, 1666, which hits next week. And the caliber is still the same. It's still awesome homages to, for horror fans and just like really satisfying horror stories so uh they're catching up the first movie caught on big time and i expect the the ball to keep rolling with this one uh, hopefully they'll put some more numbers in the titles of these because they could use more numbers <laughs> <laughs> let's get bone cage he wants to marry me. If he marries you, he's never going to leave. Yeah, why should he leave? He's got a job here. You know what I feel these days? Nothing. You know, uh, shaking inside that machine. Hearing everything outside just get tore up. Tell us about Bonecage. Yeah, this is from a uh, BC filmmaker uh, Tyler Olson, who stars in this one as well as as well as wrote and directed it. And basically, uh, I mean, he's a he's a guy that's working in in the in the wilderness, uh, tearing down trees for a massive conglomerate company, but going through this like really deep emotional uh, inner struggle because he feels himself 
uh, kind of tearing this landscape apart for all the animals and everything that he comes across in his off hours and tries to do what he can to to kind of give a solve to his soul. Uh, and it's really like it's a very independent film, but uh, should be championed just for Tyler Olson's incredible and soulful work, uh, both in front of and behind the camera. I, I honestly think that Olson has a, a big future ahead of him. And uh, you put a, a money rocket under that guy and uh, he's going to make a drama that's going to really uh, blow some people away. Sounds fantastic, and happy to hear the Canadians are doing the dance as well. Mm -hmm. On Blu-ray and DVD, stevestepping.ca. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Defending Jacob. Lynn, have you arrested my son? Before we begin, I want to make something clear. A kid your age charged with first-degree murder (laughs) is tried as an adult. I swear, I didn't do it. We believe you. I was just making a note to cancel my Apple TV, mm-hmm. but maybe this is a reason not to. Are you, are you spending my money here, Steve? Yeah, no, I thought this one was really good. And it's funny because when it got released on Apple TV, it didn't really have like a huge push behind it. Uh, but I mean, it's got Chris Evans, it's got Michelle Dockery and uh, Jaden Martell in it. And basically, uh, Chris Evans plays like an assistant DA who is put in charge of uh the investigation of a murder of a teen boy that went to the same school as his son and uh, increasing uh, increasing rumors and evidence starts to point in the direction of his son as the culprit. Uh, and I don't know, I think it's a really interestingly told story. They ha- kind of have to go into the school with a bit of kid gloves because it is a private school. Uh, and a lot of the rich people in the city's kids attend that one. A lot of them happen to be lawyers and everything. So there's there's a lot of red tape to cut through in this. Uh, it's done by Imitation Game director uh, Morton Tildum does the directing on this one. And I don't know. It's interesting looking. The story development's uh, really compelling. And the twists are sometimes absolutely chilling in this. All right. Next on the list, equal uh, standard. Try to go be a good cop. Not many of us left. I just stopped by to see my daughter. Another young black male dead in his 20s due to the lack of training in the capital. They come in our community, they kill our young black men, and they walk out without a scratch. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this. It sounds like a cop show. Yeah, this is. Uh, and it's funny because it has uh, Ice T in it, uh, who is Ooh. mostly known in the last uh, two decades for playing a cop on a a law and order special victims unit. But uh, this one uh, is basically about uh, a a shocking moment of injustice from uh, the NYPD and uh, the community kind of rising up and looking for justice when, when a black man is unjustifiably killed by them. Uh, And, I I wanted to like this one a lot just because the message I think is really important, especially uh, given the events in the last uh, few years and, and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. But I just feel like um, the writing isn't there, and it kind of the message kind of gets swallowed up by it. Um, but I really want to support Ice T because I'm an old school Body Count fan. And uh, I really want to be behind him, but uh, this movie just wasn't it. Oh, Body Count was it, huh? Yeah, Body Count was awesome. I was going to grab Body Count, but um, 
Trying to find clean versions of these songs is is not easy either, by the way. Yeah, no, you're not gonna yeah. find Shotgun scatters. Colors. The gangs of LA will never die. Just multiply colors. It's a great I'm, movie too, by the way. Colors and if you want to also movie. check out, I mean on Netflix we've talked about it before, but the hip hop evolution and his Mm-hmm. Uh, part, piece of that is also dynamite for the sake of uh, going there. Okay, go to TV uh, quickly though. Let's get. I think you should leave season two on Netflix. By the end of 2022, Corn Cob TV won't be available on your cable menu. That means you won't be able to see some of your favorite TV shows, including. Yes. <laughs> Never let the party die. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. <laughs> Lonely Island. I'm I'm super curious to see what a meeting looks like in that place. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> like the, the their offices just must be insane. But it's it's really funny because I hear like behind the scenes that Annie Sandberg and Yorma and Akiva are very like uh toned down and very pragmatic about what they create. But that is definitely not the words to use when it comes to uh I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, which is Uh, One of the most cerebrally absurd um, sketch comedy shows I have seen in a really long time. Uh, Season one blew up big time because there was like just like a little buzz about it. But I think as soon as people started uh, binging the whole thing, uh, there's just so many memorable sketches that came out of season one. And season two just kind of ups the ante. I swear this show and Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun are like the greatest um, sketch comedy stuff I've seen in a long time and uh, should kind of exist in the comedy zeitgeist for, for years to come, really. And I hope that uh, that I think you should leave continues for like another like 10 years because I'm totally I'm totally into it. Steve's Blu-ray Geek out is Mission Impossible. Let's hear the clip. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? You got about 15 seconds there, Steve. Tell us about your geek out. The original uh, Brian De Palma uh, Mission Impossible that started this one, started the Ethan uh, Hunt story. Um, it's so good. I think it gets forgotten a lot in the last because the last four have been very different. Uh, but this movie is still such a good film, and that's the real mystery to it. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.